Paul writes in Colossians 3, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. For believers, every action we do and every word we say should bring glory to God. Hi, my name is Gary Myers. And I'm Marilyn Stewart. This is Answering the Call. In this podcast, Gary and I talk to people who are living out their faith. And these are stories that are powerful, interesting, and they will encourage you as you live out your faith daily for the Lord. Well, today on Answering the Call, we've got one of our alums. This is my good friend, Yana Franklin. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here today. And Yana is uh, one of our graduates. Her husband is in the Ph.D. program, and uh, not yet. He's working on that, okay? (laughs) And uh, But just a great family, and they have a little girl that's just as sweet as she can be. But she is in a position that uh, is drawing a lot of attention these days. She is the director for the Community for Life Center in Gretna, Community Center for Life. Got to get that right. In (laughs) Gretna, Louisiana, which is on the West Bank. Uh, from here. And uh, this is a center that's doing a lot of good things for women. When I say in the spotlight, it's because abortion is an issue that is a hot topic in our country right now. So let's start with your center. I know it does a lot of good things for women and um, for mothers, women who are pregnant now. And so tell me a little bit about some of the resources that you offer women. Okay, so Community Center for Life, uh, we exist to walk alongside mothers and families facing unplanned pregnancies, and we support them until the child turns four. So we are big on building relationships with the mothers that come through us and uh, support them long term as much as possible, especially during the first years of the children. Very important time. Yes. Kind of a scary time, too, for women. So we do offer pregnancy tests and limited ultrasounds for expectant mothers and also do peer counseling. Um, But a lot of our work involves like community resource referrals as well as material resource assistance and adoption referrals and parenting and prenatal education. Oh, so you're prepared to really help women who, let's say it is an unplanned pregnancy, to let them see what their options are for mm-hmm. this child, whether they yes. uh, want to give that child up for adoption or to care for that child themselves. You're there to support them up to age four. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I think that's great. Okay, now I also know, because I've seen this uh, in articles written about your center, that you've got a pretty broad support from your community, from uh, different sectors who I know have also uh, different beliefs. So as you talk about your center, what are some services that you offer to women that anybody ought to be able to support whatever their views on abortion or political views, religious views. There are services that you all do that they really should be able, we ought to be able to come together and support these. Yes. So like I said, our main goal is to walk alongside the women and families facing unplanned pregnancies during their one of the most critical times in their lives. When they first come to our center, usually they're in a place of uh, a lot of fear. And also they come because they don't have any support system that they can turn to. So um, what we do is really be there for them 
and just walking alongside them and finding um, the options that are available for them and the resources that are available for them already mm-hmm. um, and be able to just um, be their friends. <laughs> yes. In yeah. a lot of ways that we do offer um, tangible support by giving them diapers, formula, and education is a big thing because we also want them to be equipped to raise their children well when they de- if they decide to carry their babies, which, by the way, that will be most of our clients. They yes. want to have their children. Um, They're looking for help. And mm-hmm. so regardless of our views on abortion, um, I think it's something that anybody could just um, on, be on board with because we're helping people who are in need with resources and material support. Oh, absolutely. And we want to help women. And this is a perfect way to do that because uh, a child is wonderful, but raising a child by yourself can be can be daunting, can be overwhelming. So uh, I'm glad that you offer that kind of support. Um, so let's Let's talk about that subject, abortion, because I know a little bit about your story, Yana, that at one time uh, you supported abortion. And in fact, I've heard you say that you never thought you would be in a job like you have now helping other women with this. But uh, tell me about how you moved from being someone who thought abortion was probably uh, a good thing to where you are now. Mm-hmm. So I was born and raised in South Korea up until I was 15. Um, and I think even though abortion was a taboo, like we, nobody really talked about it. Um, but we, I think it's like going back after I became pro-life, mm-hmm. um, I had time of reflection and realized the kind of things that I used to believe in, which was, um, I wouldn't say I was out there advocating for rights to abortion, right, right. but if somebody had asked me um, about what they're going through and my opinion on it, I probably would have said uh, abortion may be a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I even remember um, saying phrase that's kind of available in Korean. Um, it means, uh, it says, erase the baby. Mm. erase them like a pencil trace Um, and that was something that I picked up picked up as I was watching TV shows Mm. and it was briefly mentioned and that's how people talked about abortion erasing babies so um, when I became a Christian um, I think I embraced the idea of that I need to be wholly completely committed to Christ Mm. no matter what his teaching may be um, and I never actually thought about abortion, though, even after I became Christian, um, because nobody in my sphere of influence sure. was talking about it. it. It was never talked about it in uh, Korean community, which okay. I was heavily involved in. So it was my Christian ethics class um, that I first had a chance to really reflect upon what abortion is. And that was in my graduate work in seminary. I had already been in seminary at this time for several years um, because I went to level college. Um, And then I remember writing a paper on it, uh, my view on that this is unbiblical. That's where I stopped at. And after that, I had maybe three times or four times, a handful times of exposure to the idea of abortion, the history of abortion. And I remember even going to uh, Planned Parenthood's um, site 
right ah. before they came in uh, to protest that I don't want them to be yes. here. Yes. But it was very eventful thing for me mm. personally. So it wasn't until maybe 2019, um, which was way after I graduated <laughs> from seminary. Um, I even had my baby, my first baby, and the only baby. <laughs> She was about um, a few months old. And um, the New York law passed in 2019. Yes. And that really got me to be interested in this topic because I this was the first time that I heard abortion is available up until birth. Yes. And I had no idea. And so I started looking into what's really going on. Um, and then I quickly realized how prevalent abortion is in the lives of Americans and globally as well, but especially in America. And the fact that I was involved in youth ministry, working with high schoolers and middle school girls um, every week, I had no idea how this could have been already affecting them. And then that was the year that I started kind of talking about abortion within church and then realized it was actually affecting the friends of my mm. girls. Okay. That I was already ministering to them. And that was a, a moment of like big, conviction um, because I was in the position of an influence on these girls' lives, yet I have never considered that this could be something a that they're dealing point. with. Yeah, for them. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but I think just to summarize it, um, my position changed gradually. Uh, it definitely was with the work of the Lord, um, mm -hmm. but it also was the I think birth of my child, as well as um, just quick research into sure. the topic. Yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned something I kind of want to go back to as we're talking about this, um, that phrase, erase the baby. I, I have kind of wondered if we, when pregnancy was something that could be hidden, we didn't have ultrasound, mm. we didn't have these different tools, that it's kind of easy to to think of it as okay or that somebody else is involved in or that doesn't affect my life. Mm. But you were finding that these teenage girls, even girls in church, were having to face the issue, think about the issue, and decide on the issue. Right. Um, in our group, we didn't have pregnant girl, but mm -hmm. they were, when I spoke about abortion, mm -hmm. They start talking to me about their friends in school who's yes. pregnant, yes. who doesn't have support system. Yes. Um, that's when I actually learned about pregnancy care ministry Yeah, <laughs> because I was like, oh, I have no idea what to do, but I want to help, but I don't know where to turn to. So quick Google search got me to Pregnancy Help Center that's in Shreveport. At the time, I was in Shreveport area, and that's where I learned all of these ministries out there that have been already helping yes. women yeah. and families uh, in need. Well, th yeah, these ministries have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, without telling my age, I do remember when you came uh, to the campus as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also remember uh, 73 when Roe mm -hmm. v. Wade became law. And uh, that uh, it's a very different day, that it's no longer something in secret, mm. that sonograms very early can show uh, the baby that's moving, has a heartbeat, and it's radically changed everything. So um, this, is, uh, this makes, I think, the issue something that Christians must think about. 
And many Christians, I think, who still support abortion are interested in doing what's loving for the mother. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say? Help us on that, Yana. Uh, what do you say to Christians who are thinking of the mother and uh, think they may be in support of abortion? Mm-hmm. First, I would like to say um, I understand that they want to be compassionate. Yes. And that's our common ground. We want to be compassionate toward all our neighbors, whether it's the baby or the mother. Um, my position is that we Christians should be uh, compassionate toward all people who are bearing God's image. And so um, while abortion is a really hard topic to consider, um, it, is in that, like, it is true that abortion kills innocent lives, um, even if the lives are very tiny little babies, mm-hmm. but they are still lives uh, bearing God's image. And so there's no... Um, biblical way for us to support killing an innocent life on purpose. And so that's something that I think everyone needs to really consider when we are supporting abortion, um, what abortion is and what it does to the the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I would like to say as my, my time in pregnancy help ministry is very limited (laughs) because Mm -hmm. this is a new ministry for me. But even it, even in my limited time there, I've noticed that most women who come there, even considering abortion as an option, are not really in a place where they really want to choose that. Yes. Abortion is yes. the last resort. Mm-hmm. They feel like they have to um, because they don't have anybody else to turn to. And so when they quickly find out at our center that there are resources available, there are a group of people just wanting to help them, they change their mind so in the past um three years 2019 through 2021 we've had about nearly nine out of ten women changing their mind because and that tells me that these mothers who are facing unplanned pregnancies what they're wanting is not abortion what they want is a life that they can provide for their children so i think christians should always be supportive of um, life honoring um, decisions by being there for them and providing the help that we uh, that they need. Yes, I I, and I have noticed this too that that uh, most women who talk about abortion, or at least a lot of them, feel like that at that time they had no other choice, mm-hmm. which is really ironic since uh, those who support abortion call themselves pro-choice, but they do feel like. They would like Mm -hmm. to keep the child, but there are pressures from other people or just economic pressure where they feel like they can't. And um, this is where your center and many others come in to, uh, to be a great help there. So I appreciate that. Are you a ministry wife? Do you long for community and encouragement from like-minded women? Do you wish you were more prepared for all that you do? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I'd love to invite you to join Thrive. This is our Ministry Wives Certificate Program that prepares women for gospel ministry in their families, churches, and communities. Our eight-week classes can be taken on our New Orleans campus or online. You just choose whatever fits your schedule best. For more information or to apply, visit prepareher.com slash thrive.
so this now is uh, we're in a post-Roe world, at least for the moment. Um, what what should we be doing at the church level? What can we do to help your center? Uh, what what do you say to Christians and churches out there who now things have shifted and we need to really help these women? How can we do that? Mm, so it's not a cliche, but I would like to say first pray for these ministries um, because we are facing challenges in various ways but more than anything spiritual battle is yes. um intense um but so we you can no matter where you are you can partner with us by praying for our center um for the clients that come into our center we actually every morning at the center we pray we begin our ministry of prayer because we do believe in um, prayer mm. and that God hears our prayers and we've been experiencing how the amazing answers to our prayers so um, it is something that I strongly believe that we can't really change people's hearts it's only God can do it yes. um, but prayer yeah. is a tool that God has given us and privileged us with but also um, if you're in a place where you have time to invest um, I would ask you to volunteer um, I don't know where the listeners of this podcast are, <laughs> yes. but if they're out of, um, not in this area, there are thousands of uh, pregnancy centers like ours doing the same kind of work, um, even though we are very unique uh, in different ways. Um, there will be opportunities for them to serve as a volunteer. It can be consistent, like weekly basis. It can be one time for special events. Um, there are many, many ways to serve as a volunteer, but also, um, give generously with yes. their material donations as well as financially. Um, but also I would like to say that that's those are some ways they can partner with our ministry. But in their own local church, I'm assuming the listeners of this podcast are active members mm -hmm. of their okay. churches, um, that they would really consider um, starting ministry for single moms and expectant mothers. Oh, that's a um, good idea. Because all of our clients, the common thing that we see is that they don't have support. Yes. Their family members are not there for them. Um, they don't have churches to go to. And then we would like to plug these women to churches um, to be ministered to and be discipled. And But we don't have places that are equipped to serve these clients. And they have specific needs. Um, it's not going to be just one-time thing that we can give right, something right. and then be done with it. Um, they need like relationship. Yes. Um, they need ongoing support, somebody who's checking on them and their children, how they are doing. So if you're in a church, I would um, highly recommend that you start something to support single moms in your community. Oh, I think that's a great idea. And I know, again, at my age, that uh, uh, I have young women frequently ask me questions about, uh, what do you do when your baby has this or does this? Or should I be concerned about this? And I could see where churches would have vast resources yes. of, uh, of parents who'd be willing to share some information and, and encourage mothers mm -hmm that you are doing a good job, you can do this. I think that's great. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> I would like to add one more thing. Um, I think there was a survey um, that was done by LifeWay and CareNet um, talking about people who have had an abortion and yes. their experience with church. And one of the things that, that stood out to me um, from that study was the fact that a lot of post-aborted women 
feel like the preaching about the forgiveness of Christ doesn't apply to them. Mm. Um, because this is such a um, heavy issue that affects us so deeply, um, even though they understand. And I've ever actually talked to some post-aborted woman who told me, I know Jesus forgives me, mm-hmm. and I, I have relationship with him, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like it, and I feel like I cannot be forgiven. Yes. And so I think it's really good for them to hear from the church when they're taught about forgiveness of Christ, that the sin of abortion is included. Yes. That it's not a good point. Um, unforgivable sin. And and I, I have sp- spoken to women who had an abortion decades earlier and still carried that same kind of weight mm. of, I don't know if God can forgive me for this. So yes, 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 we do want to tell women, uh, and there may be somebody listening that has had that experience mm-hmm. and is struggling still with that, that uh, that Christ's forgiveness is for you and that uh, uh, we all fail. We are all center, sinners. And uh, that his forgiveness is very great. He is a merciful God. And uh, so going back to supporting your center, how can people find out where you're located or phone number or website? What contact information can you share with us on that? Okay, so for the supporters, um, you can go to www.westbankpregnancy.org slash support. Okay. Um, obviously, you can find us <laughs> on the same <laughs> website and then go to the tab at, at the top of the sure. menu. But um sure. Yes, you can find us there. And also, I can just say our contact information. We are located on 539 Lafayette Street, Gretna, Louisiana. Yes, and the phone number is 504-227-9090. And and for the West Bank, if... For people who might be listening to that don't understand what we're saying, uh, here in New Orleans, we are on the east bank of the Mississippi <laughs> River, and we talk about the West Bank sometimes as if it is another world, but uh, right. it's part of, it's part of all of us here in New Orleans in our area. Um, and one one last thing, um, because there uh, there may be somebody coming into your your office this week or this month or sometime who is. Um, a Christian who has become pregnant, and they are feeling that crushing weight of of the guilt and embarrassment that they may feel if their church finds out. I would like to hear what you would say to them. What I would say to them yes. personally? Yes. Um, I would tell them that even though it might seem like the church is against you because we understand sexual immorality is condemned Um, but church is ready to help and love them because we also believe in grace and mercy of God yes and we have all failed Um, I mean inevitably we are gonna be tempted and fail yes Um, yet Jesus that's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins because he knew that we cannot save ourselves so I would tell her um, just the gospel, what the gospel is and what Jesus' atoning sacrifice really means and what it means to be f- having that hope of resurrection to her um, and also encourage her. Uh, I'm going to look for a church that I can plug her into. Oh, good. Um, good point. And also giving the support that she needs 
Yeah. And, um, you know, the family of that young woman may need our support as well from the church. So when when there is an unplanned pregnancy, there are a lot of people involved in mm-hmm. that. And I think it is a, a better day that we're doing better as a church in recognizing that these are all people we need to love, the baby, the mother, and the family. Um all right. I, I think this has been a, a great conversation. I appreciate your work. Thank you. And um, we look forward to uh, more help there and more ways that we can help you. Uh, anything else you'd like to say? I'm just so grateful to be here and to be able to represent a ministry that has been serving so many lives um, in our community. Um, I just want to encourage those who are listening to this podcast um, who may have been supporting abortion um, as someone who was okay with that a while while back. um, When the conviction really hit me, it was was really hard. Mm -hmm. So there's grace there too. Grace, grace for everyone. And... um, Come to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the, the, we're all we're all broken, mm-hmm. and um, but I would want to encourage them to um, change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like you said, Jesus forgives all our sins. Absolutely. Um, and it could be those. Um, there could be people who have aided others from sure. getting abortion. Sure. I just want to emphasize that Jesus died for all our sins. Um, the the right response to that is to repent of our sin and turn to Him and just follow Him and His direction and leadership. I think that's a great word, and I think it's a great word to end on. Thank you, Hiana, and I tell you what, we didn't really say this, but you have a master's degree, and you are putting that to work. It looks a little different probably than what you expected when yes. you graduated, but I can't think of another ministry that uh, is living out the gospel as much as what you're doing right now, uh, helping people where they're hurting and showing God's love. Thank you again, Yana, and we'll have you back sometime. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Gary and Joe here again. Would you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, go to iTunes and leave us a review. This would mean the world to us. Thanks.